Hi there, welcome to the second episode of what we are calling Quarren Stream uh, from the <laughs> Cinesnob Podcast. I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania. And we're joined by a uh, returning guest, uh, comedian Jerry Rocha, who Yo. we spoke to on the first episode. Jerry, how's it going? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back, huh? Yes, yes. It's uh, the... the <laughs> Go ahead. This is like your. This is like your. Between the bonus episodes we've done, this is like your f- fifth or sixth time on this on on one of our programs. It's very. Dude, uh, I'm a vet of the Cinesnob <laughs> Network. Come on, it's it's him and uh, you and Greg Sestero. I think have been on the most. So. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. You're in good company, <laughs> right? Hell yeah. Man, that's great. So, um, if you uh, um, remember from our previous episode, the uh, the general idea of this of this program here is to uh, we're we're talking with uh, um, various people in the entertainment industry. Jerry, of course, is a stand up comedian, um, who and also a podcaster about what they're watching during this quarantine that we're all locked into for who knows how long. Oh, right. Man. Uh, so, so Cody and I, we've, we've seen a lot of films, reviewed a lot of films. Um, and I know, Jerry, you're a pop culture guy, so you've seen a lot too, but there is stuff you've seen that we haven't and stuff we've seen that you haven't, et cetera. So our idea was to pitch two films to you. Um, and you would pick which one of those two you would watch. That's the first episode of this. And the second episode is you're going to tell us about your experience watching those, that film that you, that you chose. And we're going to talk about the film that you chose for us. Did okay. I, did, I, did I explain that right, Cody? That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you cool. got it. So, um, yeah. I mean, anyway, this this quarantine has has been enough for us to uh, it gives us all enough time to um, to to watch these films and to kind of uh, uh, take stock of of how much we actually left the house before. I don't know if either of you have had the same <laughs> have had the same experience, but I'm wondering like. I'm just. I just wondered to myself, where the heck was I going all the time? <laughs> right. So what? What's the weirdest thing you've left the house for right now? Either of you. God, it's been nothing but groceries. I there's no. Yeah, I. I you know I wish there was. I mean, uh, Eddie Pence and I are just chomping at the bit to do some back alley action figure purchase from some guy. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's been there's so, been nothing but groceries. Jerry, I have to ask on that on that subject, and then this is something that I think everyone out there is wondering, is uh, prior to quarantine, when everything was shutting down, we talked a little bit on the Ramble, and uh, I'm just wondering if you ever got your Target-exclusive Red Hulk action figure. No, and it's, oh, no. I mean, I still, and now I can't just go. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, imagine the asshole I'd be <laughs> if I just went browsing at Target for a fucking toy. You know, like... Especially if I'm one of those people who like is asymptomatic, like, oh, I have it. I can spread it. It's not going to fuck with me. And there I am just getting eight people sick because I had to go find a toy. So is, I'm going to have to like – I'm going to have to hope there's – Is this the Marvel Legends? Uh, yeah, there's, there's an exclusive Red Hulk that's a Target only. And it's like so now I'm going to have to wait till we're out of something and then go get it at Target. You know what I mean? <laughs> something that we need. Just people yeah. like hoarding toilet paper and getting food for their families and diapers and stuff and you're just diapers. browsing the toy section. The toy I, I got to admit, last time I went to Target, I, I took a pass with the toy section too. It's I'm great. A- I'm personally looking for the Hot Wheels uh, Ninja Turtle van. Ooh, I have the Comic-Con one. Oh, nice, nice, nice. The, the one they put out at Comic-Con last year. And Comic-Con, boy, who well, the fuck is going to go to that for another eight years? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. 
the the uh, uh, yeah. If if my wife knew I was looking at the toy aisle, she would not be pleased. But <laughs> I think the the weirdest thing I left the house for was uh, uh, I bought a new office chair, a new desk chair. Okay. Because uh, I had like a shitty one that I'd been using for years, and it sure. was m- murdering my back. So oh, I went to yeah. uh, I did uh, curb Office Depot was offering curbside pickup. So I went there like mask on and everything, and the the, the, <laughs> the dipshits did not know anything so i said they're like it's got oh, the button God. like um where it says like tell us you're here so you push the button and then yes. like no yep yep no one came out for five minutes i'm literally parked directly in front of the door i can see people moving around inside and people go in and out and i finally five minutes go by and i just walk in the store i'm like hey are you store pickup and the guy's like yeah what's your name i'm like you fucker <laughs> who else is here like <laughs> so, so so he, Wait, there are more takes, people ordering fucking chairs? Come on. Yeah, like, just, yeah, just give me my goddamn chair. So he, he uh, says, hold on, and he looks, and then he comes out, and he's like, what's the name again? And I say, <laughs> I tell him, and then he, I, I, show, I show him on the phone, and then he grabs my phone <laughs> and looks at it. I'm like, God damn it. Like, can you not t- – like, I'm wearing a fucking mask. Can you not – Oh, can God. You not, take my personal thing anyway so i got, finally i got my chair after like 10 minutes of this fucking curbside pickup and then uh <laughs> uh went inside the car and like doused my hands in hand sanitizer of course phone, so. uh oh, but jesus, jesus christ i uh i so my car was in the shop um at the beginning of like when everything was sort of breaking and then it was finally ready for pickup uh like a week into like severe lockdown and i remember i was um like getting into my car and i don't know like who had been in it and and like who had been working on it and stuff so i wiped everything down and i went into the sh- the shop and i w- when i was in the shop uh some guy is just sitting there and he's like <laughs> yeah my girlfriend's only got six more days in quarantine i'm like god damn it <laughs> oh fuck oh <laughs> no I, I bet those those burly mechanics were fucking with you cody no, no, no! This was an office worker. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> yeah, this was an office worker. And so I get in my car and I'm fine. And like, I'm like, okay, I finally made it. I can finally go home. And I drive away. And I hear like something dragging as I drive away. And I'm like, they didn't <laughs> fucking fix everything. Oh no! So I had to turn around and go back to the shop, and they had to fix everything over again. And in the meantime, I'm like passing my keys off, and I'm worried about like, uh, you know, where their where have their hands been, and like all their san- hand sanitizer bottles are empty. Um, in the in the shop, so <laughs> oh, that was a it was just a, a, an hour of pure anxiety where I was kind of like sitting in the chair waiting and like not touching oh, anything. God, you know my my dad oh. was a my dad was a mechanic for years and years and years, and I, I got to tell you like those people they're very dirty, but like it's the, it's probably that just the dirt dirt like you're not gonna get germs like the germs you're gonna get are from the people at the fucking uh, the grocery store like these people don't see anybody all day right. So, it- but it is still scary because no, the one true. thing I forgot to say, the one thing I had to go do was I, I had to get my smog check for my car, right? Um, oh, which wow. is a California thing. Yeah. And of course, all, you know, auto repair places are obviously essential. So they were all open and it was dead. Thank God, right? There was really nobody there. Uh, and when I went to, uh, to, you know, I'm waiting on it. I see one of the mechanics just walk out and both of his hands 
were like just gray. Like someone took gray paint <laughs> and then just like dipped his hands in a can of gray paint each. And I'm like, there's no fucking way this guy's clean. But I'm like, actually, this is just auto shit. It's pre- yeah, probably yeah. the cleanest handshake in the city. Is <laughs> yeah, that, that guy? That's, you know? that's, like, that's my point. Like it's just these, like it's just fucking, like you can get grease on you and that's fine. Like it's not going to fucking kill you. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just covered in asbestos dust from brick pads and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh, man. it's been weird. I, it's been weird to kind of think about like, um, like, like you said, Jared, of, of like, like what were we doing that felt so essential? Because now it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, you you can't even. I, I don't even remember what I was doing in the in the times I wasn't at because I've worked from home for a while, so I don't even remember what I was doing when I was working from. I mean, like going to the movies has been a big change for me, um, where I was in both of us really, but me especially had been going to the movies too three days a week in a lot of cases yeah that's been the big maybe the biggest change but but even well, then i mean it's you'd already that's what i'm the most been, scared of cody you'd already I'm been scared a, of movies going away that's what i'm scared of a theater's not surviving this that's what's scared that's scary i think I I, I I i in the back of my mind i truly think that people are going to be so starved for that and miss that that they're going to see huge explosions of numbers when, yeah when that's everything what i was thinking back. that's what i was thinking too um Cody, but you've been uh, um, kind of a – you've ordered food in a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but, I mean, Jer- even before there's the quarantine- a reason why There's a reason why Jerry's laughing at this. Oh, yeah, really? We, we, yeah, because, Jared, there was a ramble, like, what, five months ago before all <laughs> yeah. this shit? Where Cody was like, oh, I'm just get, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm getting my groceries delivered. And Eddie and I were like, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants over here. Look at this guy. Look at Mr. Bougie. And, and, and yeah, he was, who knew he was that ahead of the game? Look at yeah, that. He, that he knew. Yeah, he knew. Well, you were, I know, like, when it first started, he was like, he was trying to scam all the, the free offers. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, <laughs> like, oh, DoorDash has free delivery today, so I'm going to get something from there. Like, Hell yeah, man. Cody, I hope you weren't that asshole who fucking did all the, like, 8,000 bottles of Purell just to put them up on <laughs> I hope you didn't get that delivered to your place. Come on. No, the, the FBI has not raided my Purell collection <laughs> yet. I do, no, I, uh, yeah. I, remember, I, I just remember this when I delivered, like, a, I, I dropped a poster off at your door oh, once, yeah. Cody, in a big tube, and I wrote extra long black dildo on it. It was extra long, double sided. Oh yeah! Oh, that's great. Unfortunately, no one walked by. No, and also you ruined a perfectly good tube. I could have repurposed. <laughs> no, I, I have. You know, I have. I, working from home really kind of fucked me with that because I, I, you know, I used to work from home and I had a job where I only had thirty minute lunches, so I couldn't. I could only ever like get food delivered. Um, because you can't, I couldn't really cook anything in 30 minutes. And also I couldn't run and go grab something. So I had to, it was out of necessity. And then I just got used to it. And then I started doing the grocery stuff just out of pure laziness. So it sort of ballooned into that. But you know what? I, I, I was ahead of the curve and now I'm a seasoned pro at this. Yeah. Now you still can't get, you still can't get a fucking spot to go get groceries delivered now. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, it's impossible right now, now it's a week. It's it's a yeah. week out for us we, at the Ralphs here, which is owned by Kroger, so it's kind of the same, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a week out for for right now. Yeah, I mean, H E B's curbside pickup here is like two to three weeks out for curbside. Really? Pickup. Yeah. 
I don't even wow. understand. I don't even understand how that's possible. By the way, like how does it? How, yeah. is, how is shopping not like a like just a thing? Like I don't get how you can schedule. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Like it's it's it, I, anyway. I I braved the grocery store last night and it was fine. I did buy yeah, toilet I, paper. But, see, it's fine. But then, like every time I've gone, like the next morning, I wake up with like a mild scratchy throat, and I'm like, oh god, uh, I got it, <laughs> I got it, I fucking got it. You know, like yeah. It, I did buy some weird uh, Mexican toilet paper. I think is where it there came you go. from. Like that's all they had. It was it was a brand I've never heard of, and it the labels in Spanish. So I, well, that's know. the thing about out here, like in LA too. Like white people, they don't go to the Mexican supermarket, so that's yes. a great place to go. Like they, you know, it's like man, you're gonna get what you need there for sure. Yeah, the uh, the the trick got spoiled here. That was the thing. Like no one went to no one went to uh, right uh, the Michoacana or, or the sure the, the La Fiesta. No one went there, and then now that the secret got out and it's uh they're just as picked over and they're they're worse now because like they don't have the distribution <laughs> like a fucking heb or right or they're wiped out for like weeks probably oh fuck but i mean you crazy. can still go buy a quiet bear there or a straw hat you can't hey hey black beans <laughs> what <laughs> I, i've been i maybe this is just within my friends list but everyone was posting like literally when the grocery shortage stopped there were five or six people on my friends list who were posting that the that the that the mexican supermarkets had black beans at them i don't i guess <laughs> they were running out of black beans maybe that's a super specific reference but uh, black funny. beans are usually like less popular at the grocery store than than pinto beans are black beans really? are very- man look at this who knew all this i mean i just anecdotally i mean i i've <laughs> right I, there was plenty of black beans last night. Well, you know what are weird is black refried beans. Mm. Get the fuck out it of just, here with that. It just looks yeah, like pur- it just interested. looks like it looks like purple vomit. <laughs> yeah, no way. No. That's why I've never. You know, I'm a bad. I'm a bad Mexican because I don't really like refried bra- beans or guacamole because they my, both look like they got vomited. My like, wife. Refi- ugh. My wife is Mexican and she does not like beans at all. Like when Good we go for to, her. When we go to a restaurant, she orders double rice. Like, fuck, that's a lot of that's rice. That's what I do. That's my move. Oh, my God, that's my move. Double rice, go fuck yourself with the beans. That's my move. Every time. Jeez, man. No, no fucking. Oh, man. None of that shit. None of that. You I know, love- this, this reminded me of Vegas. I was at, I was at, when I, when the times I was working there, I went, cause every now and again, you know, you get like the, the money to, they give you like money to spend, uh, for food at the casinos. And most casinos have some pretty good places to eat that will let you use your, your employee work voucher, right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of save it cause you can only do X amount, you know, per day. So I was like, you know what? Let me just kind of, you just like, all right, one, one of the nights I'll eat really nice. That's how I do it. And one night I was at this, like, uh, one of the nice restaurants at the MGM and this dude, Dude was ordering a steak and I just laughed out loud. He was like an older guy, didn't and he goes, uh, yeah, give me uh the uh, let me do the steak with the potato, lose all the bullshit. Like you know this guy's rich. Like you know what I mean? You know this guy just has just that's like, what he fucking wants. Yeah, just lose the bullshit. And that's what I, I've always wanted to say that, but my girlfriend would probably annihilate me if I said that at a restaurant. But like <laughs> so, I've always wanted to just Speaking uh, of Mexican food, we tried to eat Mexican food in Japan. Oh. Which was a a weird thing. Uh, the the place we went to the Disney park there, and they had a Mexican restaurant, and they weren't serving Mexican food for some reason. They were serving something else. 
But then we went to, <laughs> we also went to a rainforest cafe in Japan, which was, wow. we- that was weird because it's so giant in there. Uh, but we passed by this Mexican restaurant and a big thing in Japan is for restaurants to have like displays of the food. So they have like those, you know, the, what the food yeah. looks like. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it had guacamole and it was like just this runny green slop. Ugh. It was so bizarre, but I wanted to do it so bad. Uh, we never quite pulled the trigger because we were getting a little uh, food shy trying right. new stuff. So we, we were like, fuck it. We're going to goddamn Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> but uh, it's so weird how different it is even uh, like I'm sure in L.A. Like it's it's way different than you had in Dallas. It's not nowhere near the same. It's yeah. like and and look, there's some shitty Tex-Mex for sure, especially like the chains and more of the touristy places. But the authentic, really good Tex-Mex, you can't get anything like it out here. Like yeah, you just same, same in that's, Austin. That's my like, only gripe. I can't get as good of food in Austin as I could in, in San Antonio. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, that's the only bummer. That that's one thing. The only thing I don't like about out here is there's like there's good Mexican food, but there's no good Tex-Mex food. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. Well, we got you. We got you beat. Yeah, yeah, and Cody can fucking order it from his goddamn phone and have it right there. Some jerk off bring it to his apartment, have it dropped off at my door. Social distancing, they knock and then run away, and then we're good. Do you still live in that apartment where everyone? uh, Didn't you tell me like? uh, Because I try, like I got lost going to your apartment once. Yeah, because it's like right next to another one. Yes. And didn't someone drop like one of your food orders off at the wrong complex? Yes. Oh man. That happened where where so <laughs> I <laughs> previously you weren't ever allowed to drop someone's food off without like giving it to them. Like that was a rule against this right. oh, yeah. favor. Um and so I had breakfast tacos coming and so I um and so I placed my order and the person texted me and they're like, uh, I dropped your order off at your door because nobody answered. And and so uh I'm like Okay, so I open the door and I don't see anything and I and as soon as you as soon as the person like is done with your delivery, you can't text them back. So I've right. been texting oh, like yeah. hello, that's not you got the wrong complex, you got the wrong and nothing. So <laughs> so someone came home uh to some breakfast tacos at their front door at the apartment <laughs> complex next to me. And I had to reorder mine. They didn't even give you your money back? No, they did. They gave me my money oh. back, but I had to wait for them to make it again and you know, like don't send the same dipshit. <laughs> yeah, the guy just does it again over and over. <laughs> yeah, like this fucking guy wants breakfast. Time. We we ordered from uh, Outback Steakhouse because we're classy. Oh, oh, wow. oh shit! Um, and uh, so like I'm used to it going through like a third party like DoorDash or whatever, uh, but like nothing came up. So I'm like, well, how am I going to tip this guy? Right. And then like they show up and it's a fucking waiter. Oh, like really like it's just and he had the little folder thing like you get at the restaurant so you just write in the tip on there like i guess it makes sense because wow. this guy's not doing anything else yeah <laughs> well they, they should just then they should have the bus boy come and fucking clean up your shit afterwards right if you're doing everything just have a hostess <laughs> tell you and your wife where to sit and your your place. make us make us wait in the in yeah. the foyer <laughs> get refills and have them drive back to the restaurant to fill right. up for you <laughs> that's not a bad idea i think <laughs> shit yeah. yeah fucking amazing 
Anyway, um, um, we may have talked quarantine enough. Cody, do you want to move on with our uh, with the premise here? Hell yeah! So, oh, here we go. Uh, we uh, last week, as you know, if you listened, or if not, you should go back and listen. Uh, You're so, gonna be really lost if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah this, <laughs> this just makes no sense at all. Yeah, this, this is, is like just... watching, like starting Godfather, like halfway through part two. You know what it's I mean? Like, like, like you know, like when those old VHS tapes were on, or movies were on two VHS tapes. Like if you were just watching the second oh, part of a yeah. fucking Titanic or uh, or, or the English <laughs> Patient, like what? Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what this is. So uh, if you if you did not listen, make sure that you do. So uh, the premise is that on the previous episode, uh, Jared and I gave Jerry uh, the choice of two recommendations. Jared gave um, Man vs. Snake, uh, a movie that is on 2B TV, and I gave Finders Keepers, a movie on Amazon Prime. And uh, Jerry thought long and hard about this decision. And um, I did. I did. It, it was really, tough. He really labored over it. I think I did. It was hard. <laughs> it's a difficult time for him. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm yeah. He complained about downloading something. So I'm. I'm assuming that. <laughs> so yeah. So here, here's how it works. So this is the proposed point system that really I don't even think that Jared signed off on, but we're gonna do it anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so if our guest picks one of our movies, we get okay. one point. So I like it. one point each, uh, or I'm sorry, one point if you uh, pick. So if you pick Finders Keepers, I get a point. If you pick Man vs. Snake, Jared gets a point. Okay. Here's where here's where the difference comes. Uh-oh. At the end of your review, we're going to talk about, was this recommendation worth it? If it was worth it and you enjoyed it and you thought that it was a worthwhile uh, experience for you, that person gets two points. If you bitch. don't, If you don't like it... Wow. Uh, you are awarded no more points and the person only gets credit for you choosing them. So you're rewarded for having good recommendations here, not just being the one who's, uh, whose movie's chosen. So like Ooh. if you, if, if Jerry hated the movie, then Cody gets the point for me picking it, but you get a point for me hating it. Oh, we could do uh, that. Yeah. Right? There, Is that there you that? go. There you go. That's, that's a better way to do it. Cause otherwise, yeah. Cause then you could actually come up with a split. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah. that. There but you, you still but, get but two if points I loved if you, it, yeah. You Cody gets Cody would get three points total if I loved it, and Jared would get no points in this, right? So wait. if I if I picked it and loved it, Cody gets three points, Jared gets zero, right? Wait, there's the second the the loving it is two points. Well, I guess isn't if, that what if, Cody said? If 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 the other point goes to the person, if you don't like it, then it only makes sense to add one more point. Yeah, just mix. so it's a point apiece. So if you if you picked it, okay, that's a point. If you liked it, that's a point. Yeah, I got it. Okay, it feels like we're inventing basketball right now. <laughs> this is very now, exciting. Uh, now, if you uh, uh, get past this line, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. If it's a top ten movie of all time for you, you get three points. We'll yeah. just keep on adding to it. <laughs> it's it's like rocket. It's like rock and jock. Remember watching rock and jock basketball? Oh, the ten point shot. Yeah, yeah. That I think Dave Abreese from Pearl Jam like hit eight of them. If I'm not, no, remember? it was uh, Jeff Amet, the bass player from yeah, Pearl Jam, uh, hit like remember, four of them. Uh, Man, fucking Kenny Lofton could ball. The yeah, baseball dude. player. Oh yeah, yeah Damn, dude. that dude was badass. Yeah, and fucking, <laughs> fucking Dean Kane played all the time. Oh God, 
That was yeah, before but, his Make America Great Again I gotta heel turn. I got to also say, too, that I love any any reference to Dan Cortez as well. Oh, the great Dan Cortez. You know, <laughs> speaking of, I, 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 Cody, did I tell you this story? So I was at, of course, way before quarantine. Uh, this is almost a year ago. I was at the, at the gym I go to down the street from my apartment, and I go play basketball. And, you know, you it's L.A., so – Obviously, it, there's always a wait. You know what I mean? Like, you're, there's always – the courts are usually always packed and you kind of have to wait to get into a game. And I was there waiting and one of the guys playing basketball was T.O. It was <laughs> wild. And what's amazing about that was that dude – so I was just curious. Like, how does, you know, 40-something T.O. play basketball? And – First of all, he was clearly in better shape than 90% of the people there, right? Mm-hmm. And he w- the first game, he just did nothing but pass, but they were really good passes, right? The second game, he hit like eight three-pointers in a row. Jesus And Christ. then the third game, he's doing fucking just behind-the-back dunks, backward <laughs> dunks. It was crazy. It was like this guy could have fucking been a basketball. It's it's insane. Like some of those, and you always hear those stories too. How uh, Randy Moss, right? Was they said was a, maybe even a better basketball player than he was a football player, but he just yeah. loved football more. Like you always hear those crazy stories about dude, professional athletes, man. If you're, they're just you know they're just wired to be really good. I mean, obviously, you know. Like, I wonder. If- I wonder if that's the if basketball would be the easiest one for a pro athlete to transition into. Well, you know, Romo was supposedly a really good basketball player. Um, Tony Gonzalez played. Tony college, Gonzalez, right? yep, yeah. I guess, but I, because but I mean, because like you see, Jordan sucked at baseball, but baseball is a little more nuanced than, right. than basketball. But did he? Because they, if you watch that documentary, that he was getting pretty good near the end. Well, right. Like but his he, numbers mean, were kind of improving. Like it was like shit. This guy's, you know, it's it's wild. But he couldn't have walked on to like a major league team. No, 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 no. no. But like you know, like no. To could probably, I mean, he could be he could be a bench player right now. Probably. Right. That's right. Like that's yeah. I get basketball might be the just because it's purely athleticism. Yes. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be because there's like hockey. I couldn't imagine someone just instantly learning how to ice skate. No. You way. know, <laughs> just yeah. like okay. the, one, the, the thing about hockey that I never realized um, until I went to my first game was just how fucking tall those guys are. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're like, monsters. You, you, they're kind of like it's kind of uh, the weird perception because of the way you're sitting and the way you see it. But like those yeah. dudes, because there's no like you don't have any scale. Like everybody's got a goddamn basketball hoop. And can tell right. all, like, right. NBA players, but they're right. Like, no one has a fucking hockey rink in their yard. That's true. <laughs> and just seeing these guys like, oh shit, this guy's like six six. Fuck. <laughs> I remember meeting uh Darian Hatcher when I worked nice. at a Barnes and Noble in Dallas. Him and Richard Matvichuk came in. Uh where they're uh they're having some grand opening of the Cheesecake Factory, because the Cheesecake Factory had opened up a location <laughs> in that shopping mall that the Barnes and Noble was at. And so they just kind of extended, like, hey, anybody who works in this shopping mall, they just you come in. They gave us this little card, and you just and they gave you a free meal at the. So all of us were having our lunch or dinner breaks there, and I was working the closing shift, so I had a dinner break, and I went into Cheesecake Factory, and it was just packed because it was their grand opening, obviously, and, and they had celebrities and shit, and I was like, that guy looks really fucking familiar, and it was Darian Hatcher, and he was a giant, yeah. like it was just like, oh god, this guy could fucking. 
kill me, you know, with just an accidental elbow. You know what I mean? Like it's, and Richard Matvichuk was like a little bit taller than me, but you could just tell that was also a, yeah, don't want to piss this guy off. You know what I mean? Like they were both just like massive. Whereas, uh, uh, Daryl Johnston and Emmett Smith used to come into the store and those guys were like five eight. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. just funny yeah, to yeah. think about like how and you have to be. Like you have to be a, I think you're a better running back or a better halfback if you're just stockier because get that low just, center of gravity. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why Emmett was so hard to bring down. Because they like fuck where you have guys who were six five trying to, you know, grab this dude who's just squirting out of him and running. You know, like it's yeah, it was but it was funny like how massive Darian Hatcher. That guy was like yeah, you're like holy six, shit. Five. Yeah, six, meanwhile, five, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, uh, I, when I met, uh, Avery Johnson, former Spurs point guard, like he's, he looks tiny on the court and he's like five nine. So he's still yeah. taller, taller than I am. Like, shit. right. I, I, uh, Steve Nash came in to that Barnes and Noble and he was like a little bit taller than I was. I'm like, God, I thought he'd be like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I thought yeah. he, cause he looks so short on the court. You're like, Oh, that's right. Cause he's playing with seven footers. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah. He's standing next to Dirk Nowitzki all night. Yeah. Right? It's like, no wonder. Like, yeah, of course you look short. Like, man, that's- there's a, there's a quite a humorous picture of me, uh, that, that, uh, that happened when we, Jared and I were recording an episode of, uh, an old web show that we, that, that he did that I joined. And, uh, David Robinson was in the studio. Oh, yeah. that oh one night. wow. And I have, and David Robinson is a full two feet taller than me, <laughs> and, just, and like just and I'm like I, I I that was the closest I think I'd ever been to someone that tall, and it was it's insane how like how I I didn't I felt like is this I'm not the same species as this person like it, it just as you just look straight up and you're like how how are we like the same like we're both human beings but like yeah this seem is, right that was I, I it, that was funny so two two of them I when I was working uh god these are all stories when I work Vegas but one time when I was working in Vegas uh big shot Rob was in the crowd oh and nice. And I got to meet him afterwards and like we took a picture and it's hilarious. Like there's like like another half of me could fit on top <laughs> of me, you know, like to meet him. And I remember one time when uh, this was right after the Mavericks disastrously traded for him. But um, I was at a McDonald's at North Park Mall in Dallas and this person walked in and I'll never ta- I think I know what you're talking about. It was like. It looked like in Close Encounters when the aliens walk out of the ship, just just all arms and legs, you know? <laughs> and it was Sean Bradley. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, you'd never seen anyone. 7'6", I think he was. 7'5", yeah. you know? Seven, and, I think 7'6", yeah. And it was just like, oh, God. Like, it just looked like a mutant. Like, he didn't look real. He looked oh. like – he didn't look like he was a real person. It was crazy. Yeah, and, and years years later, I didn't I – didn't, interact with him at all but um i was at a local movie theater here palladium and i saw a boban at palladium oh shit oh wow and he's seven four and i and i kind of walked by him and i just i was like holy shit this guy is so tall massive massive and plus he looks like a monster too he does look like a monster like he's just like like that's why he was in a john wick movie because he's like a giant ugly guy (laughs) yes it's just like i don't understand like how that guy if they ever do another adams family like live action he's lurch right like no question you'd have to think so yeah like who else yeah 
Uh, yeah, so we got off on a ta- rocket jock <laughs> tangent there. Um, so yeah, that's all it took. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, I guess without further ado, Jerry, yes, tell us uh, between the films that that we uh, pitched you, Cody with uh, a documentary called Finders Keepers, yeah. myself with a documentary called Man vs Snake. Uh, which one did you pick? Laziness won. The points go to Cody. I'm oh, sorry. Damn. <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, I'm going to download that Tubi thing when we're done and watch this movie because I got to see more adventures of Billy. I, yeah, you, you you were very, uh, very excited when I mentioned Billy Mitchell. So yeah, I, Billy Mitchell. I, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's weird. Like, so he's so you said in, in this movie, Billy Mitchell is not really the bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's so just this a, is he's like kind of a those, bystander. That's crazy because this is like when they this happens every now and again in Marvel, where like Thanos helps out the Avengers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what the that because I don't see he's to me top five villain in movie history is Billy Mitchell, <laughs> and the, I'm fascinated. So I'm kind of bummed I didn't see it for that reason. But I went with Finders Keepers, and holy shit, everything Cody said about it was dead on. <laughs> like it was just, and I'll tell you, is this? Can, can, I, can I go? I'll go ahead and talk about it, right? Is oh, yeah. that okay? Like, yeah, so, go for yeah. it. I think it has the darkest. I don't know how to put it, but without being so over the top, I think it has the most subtle dark monologue I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. I it, and that's when the guy who took who wanted the foot to wanted to be famous. Yeah, Shannon. Shannon, when his wife is talking, and it's kind of after she dropped that bomb about they're talking about getting divorced and all that, mm-hmm. and she's doing her testimonial in the kitchen, and yeah. then he just interrupts, and he's just shrouded in darkness <laughs> in the living room, and he's like, if I can't make do that my dream, I'd rather be dead, or whatever. He just goes yeah. off on this. It was the darkest shit. I was like, this poor motherfucker. <laughs> like, God, that was so... I, I, you want to say it was sad had he not been such a piece of shit the whole fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, you would want to think it yeah. was sad, but it was, like, just well, shit, fucking... You, you talk about movie villains, and Shannon is up there, too. God! <laughs> as far as just being, like, this really hateable villain. Like, so, first of all, the guy is delusional in thinking that, like, he, like, talking about his brand of comedy and stuff. Like, the, Oh, like, my God. The guy thinks that he is, like, a, a actual comedian who is just, like, waiting to be discovered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's, he's yes. Like this, 40 something year old uh you know guy from south carolina or north carolina and um He's never done anything in showbiz ever right right and and so like uh, like what was he saying he was talking about how his comedic style is like eddie murphy and raw and then he couldn't think of another cross thing to mention it so, <laughs> so he's just like i'm like eddie murphy and raw and uh and then they just like cut away. <laughs> they just cut away. And that is what I was thinking when I saw. I was like, man, this is like Eddie Murphy at his top of his game. Is this guy? It's he's just like Eddie Murphy. Like it was, dude. It, that was wild. And it continually kind of it, it, it sort of gains in its craziness because the the premise itself is crazy and absurd. Absolutely. Um, but like it sort of escalates and escalates to the point where like. The the actual like legal um uh like the actual legal settlement of everything and the way that it's all resolved happens on an episode of Judge Mathis. Yeah, Amazing. that's my favorite part Amazing. of it. Amazing. That's-, that's what I when I was like so that was like, oh my god, these things aren't bullshit. 
Right? Like those Judge Judy and all that shit. Like, oh my God, sometimes they aren't actors, huh? Like these are just real. And what was funny too was the fact that this moron, I guess I was wrong, he was in show business a little bit by being some idiot on Jerry Springer who was supposed oh, to go right. to oh, attack yeah, audience. Yeah. That was like his, I thought like, I love how that's how he thought. Like, guys, I got the bug. I got bitten by the bug. I was, <laughs> I, I tried to go fight some moron. I was I was hired to go be an asshole on Jerry Springer. Yeah. Like, it was, man, it, it, that, oh, that was, I'm oh, sorry, real quick, but I hate to interrupt, but that was just so, I was fresh in my head. That was so, it was weird to see him because he's such an asshole about it. You didn't feel bad, but God damn, did reality smash him over the head <laughs> when they're doing that fucking auction show. And it was like, oh, man, that was so hard to watch. Just him slowly realizing he's just the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? Like, it was, man. Yeah, he I, and he says something that, that's... Uh, there, so, the the thing about uh, the movie is that it, it's sort of like the best part. So, my, my favorite documentaries are documentaries that take a look at, like, super like weird and specific culture. So like King of Kong and, um, yeah. And like, and something like this, um, for example. And so like, there's, uh, like there's so many great quotable lines from these people who look, I I don't know. I don't know what it says about me laughing at it, but just, just like coming from a, like, like this most Southern accent you've ever heard, like just makes it 10 times funnier for. Oh, absolutely. When it's Yes absolutely if and a like, guy's like hey mm-hmm. uh i have a bunch of illegal panthers in my backyard you're like that's weird but if a guy's like i got a bunch of illegal panthers over here <laughs> you're like okay i'm in i'm in like i want to see this like. yeah <laughs> exactly and so like there's there's so many great little quotes like shannon like he keeps on talking about like how he's he's like the best business mind that anyone's yes. ever seen and so and so he <laughs> He he keeps on saying when he's like on TV and stuff. He's he's he keeps on saying perspire instead of transpire. So amazing, <laughs> fucking amazing. So he's like the events that perspired, and you're just like, God damn that's like that's like the verbal tick that they wrote into uh, James Gandolfini in The Sopranos, right? You, right, that weird little yep, absolutely. where he just said shit wrong, like just one thing or two wrong every now and, <laughs> and God, then. That's... And then there's and then like the. the uh, there's a great quote about when when he's actually at the reality TV show. He says something that's so poignant, which is which he's like, I, I don't remember what he said, but it's something along the lines of like, I thought reality TV was supposed to be real or something like that. When, when he realizes right? the whole yeah. thing is set up, <laughs> it's just this to great make mo- him and, look like a moron. And it's perfectly juxtaposed with the other guy, the guy who we, who haven't spent any time on, who has a really sad story, and who's like a the guy who lost his leg, and it's a really sad story of yep. redemption, and he's got like this really complex relationship with like his cold hearted mother, and like it was and then, heartbreaking. It, for the mom, oh my god, has there ever been a more all business, no bullshit character than that fucking mother? Dude, it was it I was mean, like man. it was like Mary Tyler Moore and ordinary people. Yeah, dude. And then like fuck exactly. And and you and you see how like no one in his family believe like his niece makes oh everything he touches kind of turns to shit. Like you know <laughs> like they just nobody believes in the guy and it was interesting because I thought when I first started watching it I thought he was going to be the villain just mm-hmm. because of oh he was like the spoiled rich kid. You know what I mean? Like it was 
And oh. then you just and then you realize that man, like this guy. Oh fuck! It was and, yeah. It and, was and dude, yeah. how how the spoiled rich kid thing plays into Shannon and how uh, how that that rivalry between him and Shannon started long before the leg. Oh, the hold way on, Shannon was like talking shit about birthday parties at the house, yeah. and I never got invited. Like it was that kind of like, whoa, yeah. all right, man. Hold on, I, I just want to mention that Cody, you made an ordinary people reference. Hell yeah! <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> By the way, from- I'm gonna. I'm going to wager that's the oldest movie Cody has seen. I, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, too. I was like, holy shit. I'm going to bet. Are you talking about that uh, cl- uh, Best Picture, might... 1986, was it? 1980, dipshit. It was 1980. It's 1980. There's no way. <laughs> you asshole. I don't fucking know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> you know what you should watch? You should watch Being There. Have you ever seen that one, Yeah. Cody? Oh, yeah, with uh, with uh, Peter Sellers. Yes. Okay. I would say that's a great old flick that I think you would still love. And the another thing that's good ruined, one, the ruined by the opening credit outtakes on a fucking dark ass drama movie. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Or the it's, closing credits. The closing credits. It was, but man, that fucking final shot of being there is unbelievable. But another one is y'all seen the friends of Eddie Coyle. No. Uh, no, I never have. I've heard of it, but I've. I've That's a great it. criterion. That's a '70s flick, Robert Mitchum. It's one of the. It's just about. It's a crime movie about just the low rung end on the crime spectrum. The people that nobody gives a fuck about. Oh, it's great. Fucking anyway, great shit. But yeah, I. I, I, I think Close Encounters is probably the oldest movie Cody's ever seen. <laughs> no, I've. I you joke in shit, which is very funny. But I've seen like the Thirty Nine Steps. Okay. That's, That's good. That's you, not have bad. You see, have you seen Butch Cassidy? No. <laughs> That's a Anything. movie. That's a movie. That's a movie you can if you, when you watch and you have to be like, oh, people were on a lot of drugs when they made this. <laughs> yes, because you're like, there's no reason for this bicycle scene, like other than drugs. What else was the point of that fucking scene? That was so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it's only, just doing it's only. Tri- it's only like PCP or Quaaludes or some shit. Right. So, Cody, you know, of course, the story of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, right? So yes. imagine if in the middle of te- retelling this tale, they just have uh, Butch Cassidy ride the bike like Pee Wee Herman for fucking five minutes. It was so funny. He was and just ma- playing raindrops keep falling on my head. Yes. While he's doing tricks on a bike. It made no yeah. sense. Mm. What sounds great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's but it, it legit. It's a great movie, but it's yeah. very it's very 1969 drug addled. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, chopping wall. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Finders Keepers. I loved it. I I, I absolutely loved it. and I I love that uh, we actually got to see the foot. I thought that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see. They the withhold foot. it. It's um, like the it's like the shark and jaws where they keep. Yeah, it man. <laughs> Boy, once you but once you get it, you're like, oh shit, there it is. I'm like. It was, and then okay, but the saddest thing I thought of, besides his monologue, the second saddest part was when he sells that stupid lamp at the reality show auction. <laughs> oh man, yes. And oh, the guy, man. and he, and he thinks the guy bought it because he thinks he's famous for being the footman. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> remember to, this, and the guy he, he got me autograph it, and the guy just goes, "Nah," didn't he? Doesn't <laughs> even give two fucks. He even he almost has the why would I want you to audit? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Like why would I want some dipshit's autograph on this fucking lamp? Like oh man, that was yeah. rough. That's a, that's a pretty gutting, <laughs> gutting moment. And I think that that's that's the thing. Like I you know again I and it's not if it's not the same thing as Tiger King and but it's it's sort of in that sort of world of like weird southern 
larger than life characters yeah. and it's got it's got different stuff to it that i think makes it a lot better which is again you have a very clear protagonist and antagonist where you really want to root for one guy and one guy is just reprehensible and then right. the other part about it is that it's like it's very subtly poignant. Like I think it's it's, yeah. it's it's poignant in ways that like you might not expect from this larger than life crazy story. And also yep. like there's that the, that moment of like there's several moments really of that sad realization of the antagonist of Shannon where you're like, "God, this guy is just out of touch." Like the guy just <laughs> It's uh, it is amazing. It's like if Thanos going back to him was just a redneck who wanted to get the reality gems but didn't know how to do it. But just kept saying, you know, one day I'm going to get all them stones together and I'm going to kill half of everything on the planet. You just watch, you know? And they're like, all right, man. Like that, it was fucking amazing. That, yeah, nice. that fascinating. So so I guess Cody gets uh, two points total two here. Two points on this first one, man. So yeah. a, a big lead Cody jumps out to on the first God. one. Motherfucker, Cody. That's it. We got we got plenty of these to go. We you and I have a lot of famous friends, you know. So we yeah, have man. Here. <laughs> and all because yeah. of my late. And it's only because of my laziness, Jared. Not you didn't do a bad job selling it. <laughs> I know. Thank. Uh, I I do hope you watch it. Uh, since you love King of Kong, I know. I know. Yes, uh, this, this sure should be right in your wheelhouse. Okay, so let's move on to uh, your selection for us. <laughs> Shopping, Shopping mall. mall. So first, the, I, I do believe that Jerry, you had teased last episode that there was another movie in the mix for this, right? Yes, we talked about it, didn't we? The one one cut of the dead. Nope, that was not because Cody had already seen oh, it. the gotcha. other one in the I'm mix, sorry. and it's on Amazon Prime. And oh god, it, but it's. I think Shopping Mall is actually a decent movie for what it is. This is not. This is an absolute bonkers train wreck of a film. It's called Sextet, and it was the last thing Mae West did before she died. And it was from a play that – and this is Mae West, like 88-year-old Mae West – is like still doing the hey there, big boy, you know, and it is, oh, God. it is, and Timothy Dalton plays her husband, and he's like nineteen, and <laughs> it is, oh, it's man. like a half musical, and it's just, in fact, there's this weird scene where, like, they're gonna get married, and she's been through, she's had five previous husbands, that's why it's called Sextet, and like, but like it's. Mae West was royalty back then, right? So it's like Keith Moon has a cameo in it just because he wanted to meet her. Alice Cooper has a cameo in it just because he wanted to meet her. Like, it's just weird, like how they had, it's like this, uh, Dom DeLuise is actually not bad in it. He, and he did it because he wanted to meet her. Like they all knew it was shit, but they were like, well, it's Mae West. And it is so, but there's this one scene where her, her and Timothy Dalton duet, the Captain and Tennille love will keep us together. And it is, <laughs> Good Lord. it's worth the price. And it's a train wreck, but it's worth it for that moment. It's because she's doing the stop, you know, and she just goes, stop. And he's like, cause I really love you. Stop. It's just the weirdest musical you'll ever see. But <laughs> I thought, so that's one you both got to watch. But I thought, <laughs> sure. you know what? 
But it's terrible. I mean, it's it's almost unwatchable. It's that bad. So that's the only that's and then she's just trying to do these stupid sex puns, you know, like it's like she walks into a, a bunch of like male gymnastics or you know, like in a gym and, and she's like, What do you do? He's like, I'm a pole vaulter. Aren't we all? Uh-huh. You know, it's just dumb. It's just filled with stupid shit like that. Good, good lord, she but. was born in the eighteen hundreds. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's this movie that was made like in 1978 or 79 and is sextet and it is, it's really, I mean, she, I jokingly told uh, Andrea uh, that it looked like she died like 18 times during, and they would just kind of revive her to do a scene and then she would die again. And then they would just, all right, clear. Boom. And then just, and then she says a couple of lines and then dies again. Like it was, yeah, sextet. And I mean, you have Keith Moon. I think Ringo's in it too. It's Ringo, Keith Moon. I looked it up. Alice Cooper. George Hamilton. George uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Fucking, it says, it says Regis Philbin plays himself. Yes. Yep. He interviews her. I think. Uh, yeah. It's because. Yeah. Like it's. It is the. It is fucking bonkers. It's Tony well, Curtis. Shit. Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Tony. It's, um, is, is Tony Curtis playing a Russian. Yeah. Oh, they're like. I think all the all the most famous people in it. Most of them play except for the musicians but i think ringo plays one of her ex-husbands tony curtis plays one of her ex-husbands keith moon plays like her stylist i think george hamilton plays one of her ex-husbands uh alice cooper plays this guy who works in a hotel it's it is i mean and dom DeLuise is that poor guy him and timothy dalton are doing everything they can to make it work right like if you watch this movie they are doing everything they can to put this together. So did Tony? But, did Tony Curtis speak in his Bronx accent? I, the whole time? I forgot. It, man, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. It was, it's 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 fascinating. But um, but I went with Chopping Mall because I thought at least uh, it's halfway decent. This is just Sex Ted is just horrifically bad. You know what I mean? Like i got you yeah it's like a train wreck yeah it's a train wreck and it's not even like entertaining the whole way there's a lot of lulls of like when's this gonna fucking end (laughs) you know what i mean but but chopping mall is chopping mall is a b movie yes uh and it's uh it's roger corman uh adjacent yes i believe um who um God damn it. And it, it knows what, what I liked about it was that it knows it's a B movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not trying to be anything other than a bunch of dumb teenagers get killed by evil robots. You know what I mean? Like right. that's it. I believe yeah, it was so produced by his wife, Julie Corman. Yeah, Julie Corman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so so Cody, I'm gonna let you start. Yeah. With Chopping Mall. All right. Well, let's start with positives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I I I uh shit. Well, I I would say that it is it is a microcosm of '80s type of style and everything. Yes. Like the music is so like so hilariously synth '80s. Uh, oh yeah, of that time. And I actually really enjoyed the music. I, I thought it was. I did too. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, I will say this for the movie. Uh, I uh, and I I don't I don't mean to break your heart, Jerry, but. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I thought it was a terrible, terrible movie, but but it's 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 I appreciated the B movie nature of it, and I think because of that, there's some really fun stuff in it. 
Um, so, but, yes. and, and, but, but I think the fun stuff comes at the expense of how shitty it is. Um, so I yeah. was laughing at a lot of like, it's, I mean, a lot of like poorly made stuff that happens. So the, the robots are sort they look, they, they reminded me of like alpha five from the power Rangers, like the, with yes, the, absolutely. The, the way that they're no, kind they're, of they're, shaped they're, they're I felt like they were modern versions of a uh, TikTok from, uh, return to Oz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Real quick. Have, have either of you seen eating Raul? No. No. Okay, so Eating Raul is a very famous underground black comedy B movie, right? And here's why here's what got me into Chopping Mall when I saw it again recently was the two main characters, uh Paul Bartel and Mary Warnov, played those same characters. Oh, they're yes. the ones who are doing the presentation when they're showing the security robots in the mall. You know, that, that you have no idea what the fuck they're doing there. Exactly. So it, yeah. it was the biggest obscure wink of winks. Right. Uh-huh. But because of that, I'm like, OK, I know this movie is not going to take itself seriously at all. Right. Like, I know that this is it's 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 definitely trying to almost parody slasher films while at the same time be one, you know, because of that Mary Warnoff, Paul Bartel cameo at the beginning. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. That, this that is kind sense. of, this is, yeah, this is like, and it, yeah. Cause like it's, it, it was um, apparently too, there are characters from another slasher film called bucket of blood in the fifties that was in it. And like they, it was all, so it's like this weird homage and I think that's one of the reasons why it doesn't completely work, because I, I, all I know is that it doesn't take itself seriously, but I also know that it doesn't know what kind of movie it's trying to be either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. And I think that it, it sort of, it has a bit of self-awareness, I think, but also at the same time, um, like it's, I don't know, because I mean, it's such a fine line between having self-awareness and then also just making a shitty movie under the guise right, of self-awareness. Right. Right. And I and I and I don't know that it always draws that line very clearly because I mean, look, I mean it ticks all the all the boxes of you want out of out of like an eighties cheesy movie with you know nudity and and, and right. blood buckets of blood and um it, but like with the shittiest special, <laughs> of special oh so where, bad where so like bad. every time that the the robot is shooting at the people it looks like it's hitting them every single time and every just, time they're shooting every at them. time it's, so <laughs> it's like great. it's like is, are they hitting are they missing like i don't understand right. what's going on here <laughs> yeah and, yeah yeah and then like there's a there's this really funny fucking scene where um this the robot shoots a girl in the leg and she falls down and she's screaming because the robot's coming after her but the robot's right. like, not, not moving so she's yes. just screaming yes. laying there like and like waiting for the robot to catch up to her who's just sitting there and then eventually she's set on fire and just, right <laughs> it's, it's like, it's it was just, I think I think the reason it does that is because you remember when they're all camping out in that like bed the bed store one of the home furniture store <laughs> yes they're watching a really shitty B horror movie I think it, you know like remember they're watching that old black and white movie with like those giant crabs are attacking people mm-hmm. and so I think that was kind of let I mean they did so many moments of telling the audience do not take this series you know what I mean like this is we are kind of making fun of these movies but yes it is hard to do that and make it well right like it's I mean, hard to yeah and like that that scene reminded me of uh, the whole time that was happening it reminded me do you remember that scene 
in uh, in one of the Austin Powers movies where the guy's driving the steam, like uh, Austin Powers is driving a steamroller. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and the yeah. guy's like a hundred yards away screaming yeah. no, and it just right, takes right, forever right, right. for that to happen. That's, yeah. that's also yeah, like UHF where uh, where he's shooting at him in the Rambo dream sequence. <laughs> Tremendous! Oh, yeah. that was great. He, he catches yeah. the bullet in his mouth, bites it, and then, <laughs> and then shoots <laughs> it out it. back at the guy. Spits the bullet back at yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! So I mean, look, I, I I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I I do think it drags a little bit towards the end as the as it gets yes, down to agreed. like two or three people. Um, yeah. the, the beginning of it though, the setup is fun. The whole scene in the furniture store is fucking ridiculous. The guy who's chewing gum the whole time, <laughs> just yes. like the worst yes. character affectation possible. Oh, so great! Yeah, oh, that's what uh, I loved about it. Yeah, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole time I was thinking about it, I was like, I like I I was like in my head writing like mystery science theater jokes that I can make. Oh, absolutely, like, right? Yeah, it really lends itself <laughs> to that. But I mean, look, I, it's it was I I thought the first half of it was pretty fun, and then. It got a little bit too much. But it gets, yeah. what, what, yes, I agree. What do you think, Jared? See, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree a little bit. In the, I, I still didn't didn't terribly enjoy it um, <laughs> on the the level that I think Jerry does. But I I think the beginning took a little long to get going. Like uh, um, the whole like setup of the dates and all that stuff. Like whatever. I just wanted to see the fucking robots. And when right, it came to the robots, right. I was I was. I was pleased, and I was really pleased to see Dick Miller, uh, who, uh, if you don't know, he played the janitor, Cody. Have you, have you seen Gremlins? Yep. Mm, I've, it's that, was it, that, that was that was my other, like, okay, this is my other, this is a nod to those kind of things, right? Right. Because- and and, and I, was, I read about it a little later. He, apparently, he played, uh, his name, the character's name was Walter Paisley. Yes, which is, he's apparently played that same role, uh, a, a character with that same name in in other movies, other Roger Corman movies. Yeah, uh, and then like movies with from Joe with Joe Dante. He played Old Man Futterman in uh, um, the Gremlins, Gremlins, which which is his best role, I think, and probably the the most recognizable. He was the one who uh, he was the one. I don't know if you remember Gremlins too, Cody. If you saw, yes. him, he was the one who, who turns it into the gargoyle by by burying it in concrete. <laughs> God damn yeah, it! That's that such was... that's a such a fucking funny joke. Uh, yes do you, you've seen gremlins 2 cody right i have not so he oh, like man. gremlins 2 is a, is like just it's like a batshit spoof of gremlins okay it's and, weird it's so weird like that yes and by the way like, like the main character one of the main characters is like a trump analog if you think about it now a daniel clamp oh that? that's yeah the uh the, the guy who owns them all right the, yeah, the one the build, who uh, the building yeah he's like the, the guy business. who plays the dickhead he was the dickhead in scrooge too he was like the head yeah. of the studio in scrooge that guy yep yep but uh there's a uh, like they're genetically like uh modifying these gremlins and uh the old man futterman got attacked by the gremlins in the small town before and then he went to go visit the guy the kid billy who is in uh, new york city now yeah. And a bat gremlin. First of all, a bat a bat gremlin breaks out of the lab and leaves a perfect Batman symbol in the wall. Yes, yeah, so stupid. <laughs> and then then he uh, that bat gremlin ends up on the street attacking this guy. Dick Miller is the character or plays the character, and he yeah. fights with it and he slings it into like wet cement. And the gremlin flies away and like lands on a building and then hardens into a gargoyle. <laughs> it's yes. so fucking funny and dumb. It's so and great. Dumb. Like, the, okay, so I saw Gremlins 2 in the theater, okay? Mm-hmm. And this was, there was a moment in it 
where okay cody just to let you know how unseriously gremlins 2 took itself <laughs> there's a moment in gremlins 2 <laughs> where when you're watching it in the theater the the print melts mm-hmm. and it just goes to a white screen and everyone in the theater was like are you fucking kidding we were all like, whoa, what happened, right? And then it's just a blank screen for like 10 seconds. And then you see these, you hear gremlins laughing. And then they start making like finger puppets, like over, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're so the thought is like they're in the projection puppets. room. Yeah, and they're making little shadow puppets wow. and they're laughing. And then it just cuts to a scene of an actual <laughs> movie theater where a person runs into the manager's office because what the, the movie's off. We don't know what happened. I think Gremlins took over the movie. And then so the the usher walks into the to this movie theater, right? And Hulk Hogan in full on Hulk Hogan ring attire is just sitting in the theater watching. And he leans forward. He goes, uh, Mr. Hogan. And he's what gremlins here. And like, he cuts a promo. He starts pointing at the, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the little projection booth. He goes, look, you little gremlins, you better put the movie back on or all the Hulkamania. And he like rips his shirt off. It's going to come up there. And then the movie just starts again. Like it's fucking like, <laughs> I, I That's believe how that that shit crazy Gremlins two is of a movie. I, di- I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it on video. And they do and like I a be- uh, it's a John Wayne thing, right? Yeah, I believe it's a different scene uh, there. Yeah. Um, um, what the fuck was it? Uh, was it John I, Wayne or was it? I think uh, they had a John. I feel Wayne like Leonard Maltin was just, in it. I think it might have been. That's right. And I think they had a John Wayne impersonator be like, "All right, you better put the movie back." It was. It is the wildest fucking. It, yeah, because oh, yeah, they made it seem like your VCR was broken. Yes, it made it seem like the VCR broke. It did, they did the same yeah. gag, but they did. It was just fucking. It was. By the way, uh, he's played Walter Paisley in like four movies. The first one was A Bucket of Blood, which yeah. Corman directed in 59. And then he played Walter Paisley in like, uh, oh, God, he was it, uh, in um, a pretty. Uh, the, the hung, the howling, I think. That the, mm-hmm. the 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 werewolf movie from the eighties, yeah. So it's it's and then he was in Hollywood Boulevard and he played uh he played him in Hollywood Boulevard too at that seventy six a couple of Joe Dante movies, but yeah, yeah, fucking wild. Yeah. Anyway, he he was a great little addition there. Um, yes, I was surprised to see wink. him. Um, and then uh, I, I love the robots, uh, uh, the design of them. I love that eighties aesthetic. I mean, you you were you were spot on. Um. Uh, last time when you when you mentioned short circuit and uh, uh, you know with the the whole tank treads and the right the lasers and the and the coming <laughs> sort of coming to life with lightning and um, yes I, I I do think um it so it's it's only seventy six minutes long but it weirdly feels longer two and a half hours is what I yeah thought. like it feels really <laughs> long I I don't know what what um. I don't. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. Like once the robot stuff gets going, I think it's fun. Uh, but I think just the beginning took so long to get going that it kind of took me out of it um, before I was able to finish it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I, I I really enjoy it, but it is a weird like. It's a weird movie because it again it it doesn't know. I think it, it's trying to let's parody slasher films but at the same time let's try to make a good slasher movie that's you, kind you, of sounds like the 
what their mission was, right? And I think they they failed horribly at making a good slasher movie, but they, I thought they succeeded in making a good parody of slasher movies. Did, if that makes so sense. Ha- you're familiar with Mallrats, of course, right? Yeah, sure. So are you? Uh, do you know the story of how? Um, and, and they have. There's a version on DVD, I believe, of it. How the original story like starts with like an assassination attempt on the governor or some shit. No. So uh, <laughs> you know this story, Cody. Uh, I don't think so, actually. So, like, there's wow. a cut of it on DVD that, um, and the original script has like a, a like the the character Michael Rooker plays the security uh, guard. No, 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 the, the producer. Secu- oh, the head, that's right, right, yeah, right. Michael Rooker, uh, Jared something, Svenning, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's like hosting this party for the governor, and like something happened. T.S. And, and Quint are there, and something happens. Anyway, the whole story is that like. Kevin Smith cut it. The studio made him cut it because it took him like 40 minutes to get to the fucking mall. And that's oh, how wow. a little, that's a little bit how I feel about this movie. Like it takes like a good half hour to get to the right. fucking robot killing. <laughs> right. Right. And I wanted that like right away. Yeah. Uh, um, and which is, you know, it's, it's, it's good enough for what it is, but I, I if it had started like immediately killing people, that would have been, yeah. that been yeah, I get you. yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, uh, what's funny, that mall is right up the street from my apartment. And, uh, Andre and I go, used to go there all the time before quarantine. There's a, there's an arc light theater there at that mall. And oh, it's yeah. funny, it, they changed it dramatically because it, it's now an outdoor mall, but it used yes. to be indoor. In fact, it was also where they filmed, uh, Commando, the big, uh, action scenes in the mall there, mm-hmm. the Schwarzenegger movie. That, that was that's at also, the, same mall. The, the newest one I think is, uh, Crazy Stupid Love was there. That's where, oh, uh, yep. Yep. Gosling and, uh, uh, Steve Carell meet. Fucking amazing, yeah. But uh, I, I do, I, and I'm a big fan of old mall stuff, so <laughs> I love seeing the old mall stuff. One of the things that that, that I think is uh, uh, strange uh, is seeing a carpet in a mall. Yes, and that was that was one thing I really noticed was a lot of carpet in this mall. Those filthy then, like, fucking the, floors. Yeah, and the fact that like there was a hardware store and an auto parts store in there, like it's weird mall shit. <laughs> But like that, that was, was the, the funniest part. Was like, oh, let's go to this hardware store in the mall to get shit to kill these things. That was I yeah. Well, care. I remember when uh, the 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 nice mall in San Antonio, Cody's aware of, of North Star Mall, mm-hmm. had a Walgreens in the middle of it at one point. Oh, which wow. seems like a weird thing to be in a mall. <laughs> in a mall, yeah. But yeah, uh, I I I dig the old mall culture stuff and. Uh, um, that furniture store like looked like a real furniture store. To yeah, me, so. it really did, I, right? Like, <laughs> I assume all of it was was mostly real, just because it was such a low budget film. But uh, yeah, I mean the 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 robot action is is what I came for, and I wasn't disappointed yeah. with it. Yeah, I thought and I thought surprisingly the robots didn't look too terrible. Just no, they look standalone things. Yeah, like I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the um, only time it looked bad was when they would do like the close up of the stuff shooting out of it, and yes, just, like, yep. it wouldn't make any noise. It would just go poop. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing, though, is like no one was ever meant to see these films in the clarity that you can see them now. That's yeah. true. It's like, that's- uh, it's like if if you watch Star Wars now, like in 4K, like you're gonna see that fucking Darth Vader's mask is made of like putty and shit. Something like, it different. Looks, it looks terrible. You know, I, and uh, I I wish I'd see uh, the other one I was gonna recommend, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Is Night of the Comet. Like oh I, yes I've I've uh, seen that it's been a while but yes I love that movie and the little sister is the, one of the main characters in Chopping Mall 
uh, the blonde one, the one I think the one who survives in Shopping Mall, the is, the, um, the the nice girl. So, yeah, yeah, she's a younger sister. Night of the Comet. It's on Tubi right now. How about that? Oh Look shit! That. It's on Tubi. Yeah. It's on Pluto TV. Uh, oh, and it looks like it might be on Shutter. Yeah, Night of the Comet is one of the. That's a really good uh, apocalyptic. Do you know that one? Have you Cody heard of that flick or no? I don't think I've even heard of it, no. So, man, Night of the Comet is awesome. So the premise of it is a comet is coming really close to Earth, like super close. So everyone gets excited that they can you can almost see it without any kind of equipment, right? And so, like, everybody goes outside to look at this comet, and there was something in it that just turns everyone to dust. Like, it, flew, it went to so, like, 20 people are left on the planet, and it's just... Oh man, it's so much fun like that for that. It's also like another fun for what it is type of B movie. And it's like from the era of uh of uh well you're you weren't around for this Cody, but like Haley's Comet Mania. Yes. Back then yep. was huge. So like you could go you could go see Haley's Comet, like just stand outside. It was like a two year thing. Yeah, like it's coming. It's gonna yeah. happen. Haley's Comet is happening. Yeah. <coughs> It yeah, is uh, uh, that was that's that's a good one too. I, I I it's been a long time since I've seen that one. I I uh I get that one confused and for whatever reason with uh the the day after. Yeah. The, yep. The the nuclear holocaust one. Yep. That's Absolutely. A freaky, that's a freaky ass movie. Too. That is freaky um, as shit. Oh, Cody, you should definitely check out Night of the Comet. Okay, I'll I'll put that on the list. Uh, when I when I eventually get Tubi like the rest of the world in ten years, right? <laughs> when I'm not, dude, I, I'm telling you, like, don't sleep on these free apps. Oh no, I know. I, there right? was a, I gave a recommendation of a movie um, on Jerry's on the Ramble recently that was on Tubi. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. They have and they have like seasons of TV shows that like you haven't seen in years, like like Mr. Belvedere or whatever. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh shit, Mr. Belvedere. I fucking love Mr. Belvedere. So great. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, we, we're gonna wrap this up, Cody. What do you think? How'd it go? Thank y'all for having me, man. This is fun. This was a blast. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that um, uh, we both uh, found a value in in both of our uh, experiences in our watches, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we realized. I think. I think we both realized that we're not going to be a hundred percent on any of these things. So it's uh, right. It's always extra refreshing to know that we hit on on something, and then you know, I think the thing with Chopping Mall too is that it's so short. That uh, you know, being seventy six minutes long or whatever, it's a, it's an inoffensive quick watch. I mean, right, right, right. I, exactly. I do agree that it sounds, uh, it, um, it it seems longer than it is, but you know, it's that's. I was right. reading reading its Wikipedia. Um, for whatever reason, it was originally called Killbots, which is a terrible title. Terrible compared to, compared to Chopping Mall, and there was apparently a ninety five minute cut. Mm. Oh wow! I don't. Man, I'm sure they just expanded on the really intense story and romance <laughs> parts of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so thank you, Jerry, for for coming on our show twice. We really appreciate yes, that. Um, I loved it. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, and let's let's go ahead and hear uh, where can people find you. Uh, yeah, you follow me on uh, Twitter uh, at Rocha Comedy on Instagram at Jerry Rocha Comedy, and I have a YouTube channel. Um, just uh, type in my name on YouTube and I have my Retro Rocha uh, where I talk old video games every other Thursday. My podcast I do with you called The Ramble. And yeah, my, hit me up on Twitch if you're bored. Twitch t- Twitch.tv forward slash Retro Rocha. 
and you can probably find find all of us uh, if you're a delivery driver for some uh, food service. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> if you recognize the name, come say hi. Yeah. That's fun. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Jerry, how often are you doing Twitch streams? Try to do it every night. Nice. Cool. During all this quarantine. Yeah. Uh, and again. Half hour, 45 minutes. Excellent. So uh, if you want to uh, reach us uh, for uh, recommendations that we'll read here on our podcast, remember to drop your streaming service and some, uh, your, uh, as Jared pointed out last time, your commonplace streaming services, uh, and uh, as well as, you I know. Can't, I can't wait till we get a bunch of Quibi recommendations. <laughs> These 10-minute movies. Yeah, it's yeah. We'll we'll be Jared and I will be talking about that on an episode that either already came out or is coming out. Oh, soon. nice! Yeah, we've, we've both we've both been buried in Quibi content for the past week reviewing it, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what people think of that. But uh, yeah, if you drop your uh, streaming services and what you're in the mood for, or what kind of movie you're looking for, uh, we'll read that uh, on our show and, and give some quick recommendations. Um, and uh, you can reach us at podcast at cinesnob.net for that. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you can also, uh, if you've got any, uh, anything you want to tweet at us, you can find us at Cinesnob on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Cinesnob Critic. Uh, we have two other podcasts, uh, currently running, uh, the, the original flagship Cinesnob podcast. Uh, Cody and I are reviewing, uh, new films. That being, uh, right now, uh, all the shit that's coming out on VOD and Netflix and Amazon Prime and. Hulu. Hulu and uh, Very nice. all that stuff. It's it's a good time to um, for these streaming services to really shine, uh, releasing films, and I think they've done an okay job. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and I think the, the the awareness of them is is growing too because people are looking for you know content, and I think that you know something like Tiger King can come and take the world by storm. I kind of am interested to see other things that come out on Amazon or Netflix or Disney plus in the next few months um, yeah. and to see if they can take over the zeitgeist in the way that that did. I'm sure they're looking. man. If Disney had balls, they released black widow on Disney <laughs> plus. Oh, dude, that'd be so badass, man. Oh fuck. I mean, oh, the good thing for me, since I'm such a mark for the Marvel films, you know, is uh, at least this phase four, Jesus Christ, it's going to be a blitz now. Like yeah. <laughs> It's just going to be no time to catch your breath once they all start coming out. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's what it's a November now for Black Widow, right? Yeah, November yeah. for Black Widow, and I think Eternals got pushed to like February or something like that yeah. for next year. So, yeah, and I think twenty twenty one. There's three Marvel movies coming out in the calendar year. So, um, yeah, I mean, you won't have but a couple or a few months in between all of them if they span out like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and one other thing too. Uh, if you like what you're hearing and you enjoy the podcast, please leave us uh, positive reviews. Five stars would be nice, and, and a positive text review uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you end up getting your podcast. And also subscribe uh, to the podcast so you can get those instant feeds of our new episodes, which uh, we hope to be doing uh, a lot of them. I hope. Yeah, uh, we'll this see. is fun, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, if you want to find, uh, um, uh, Cody's stuff, uh, you do, you, you, uh, are part of the Ramble now. Yes. With, with, uh, Jerry yeah. and Eddie Pence. Uh, how, how often is that? Is that weekly? It's, yeah, it's every Wednesday, and then we put out one, uh, we do these Ramble radios, like little supplemental ones that we do, uh, every Tuesday and Friday. Wow, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, also you can find, uh, you can find my stuff, um, I've, uh, gotten some stuff published for uh, with hard times. Um, if you don't know, that's the sort of punk rock version of the Onion. 
Oh, it's nice. A fun, it's a lot of fun kicking that stuff out. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of funny people working on that stuff. The probably the best part about it has being in the has been uh, being in the pitch group and getting to see a bunch of a bunch of people write funny jokes <laughs> that are probably a little too dark to get used. Um, there oh, was that's one about. Great. There was one about Michael J. Fox refusing to stop shaking hands that was <laughs> del- delightfully dark. <laughs> uh, it wasn't mine, but it was a great joke. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap this thing up? No, just uh, thank you again to Jerry. And, uh, yes. and yeah, I loved it. Uh, thank you, guys. My, my wish is that we get a uh, fellow uh, Ramble uh, host, Eddie Pence, on this show as well. To- I'll get it. He'll do it. Hell yeah. He'll do it. Yeah, he refuses, Cody. <laughs> Until I watch Willow, <laughs> that's probably going to happen. Seen... He might, he, he's probably going to make Willow be the pick. He'll probably say, "Yeah, all right, Willow." <laughs> but I've already, I've already seen Willow, unfortunately. So, well, there's, there's like a, a good, like a good, like a good American who grew up in the 1980s. Yes, I saw Willow. Willow. Is, yeah, I'm telling you, one of Val Kilmer's best roles ever. He is so great <laughs> as Mad Mardigan. He is so yeah. Great. No, he's he's really good in it. Um. Yeah, I still he like him as Batman too. Yeah, he was actually a fine Batman. Yeah, he was. And a uh, I mean, I I still think my favorite, my personal favorite is uh, uh, Doc Holliday. But oh, that he should have gotten an Oscar for that. Yeah, mine is uh, mine is uh, Gabe Harry in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was tremendous. Yeah. Oh man, which made Predators such a letdown. Or Predator, the new Predator movie. Because Shane Black, I was like, okay, Iron Man 3, one of my favorite MCU movies. I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He was in the first Predator. There's no way this can be bad. And Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, did, I didn't like it either. I hated the whole plot line with uh, Jacob Tremblay. Oh, God. It was, did yeah, you? Did it was... you uh, that, that reminds me, did you see Dr. Sleep? Uh, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, that was ge- that was gonna be one of my pitches for you because I didn't know if you'd seen that, but uh, just Jacob Tremblay like dying horribly is <laughs> such a such a terrible little thing in that movie. Like it's so yeah, that was, real it and was, vicious. Like it's it was, it's so gut wrenching. Well, the only thing I didn't like was how they how they had to appease both masters by, by you know by making the Kubrick and King fans try to make them both happy. That was the only thing I didn't like about Dr. Sleep. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't, I was me being a fan of the book. I was so bummed that they basically had Danny do what his father did at the end of the first book, you know? Oh yeah. yeah I heard that. I've never read the books either, but yeah, um, but yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Cause in, I in, really the, like in, Dr. in the Dr. Sleep book, he just, him and the little girl survive and he just kind of helps, you know, take care of her, you know, like that's kind of how it, how it goes on. It's interesting. But the, yeah. the, the doc character is, um, um, Scatman Brothers. Di- he, yeah, he doesn't die in in the the Shining. He did right? not die in the Shining. No, he died. Yeah. By, by the time you read Doctor Sleep, he's just passed on of old age, and his mm-hmm. ghost uh, kind of talks to Danny a little bit. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I really like that movie. That's a movie I need to revisit. And there's a director's cut out there that I'm interested in. Yeah, like Doctor like, Sleep. Yeah, it's like a three yeah. hour oh, wow. director's cut, and apparently it's like a a big improvement on an already good movie. I, I like that oh, movie wow. a lot, and I'm, I'm really sad that that movie just died. I am a too. Horrible it's, death. it's really yeah. Good. It should have been way more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, after we went off on another tangent, I think it's time to wrap this up. So. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank y'all all for right. having me. I had a blast. Thanks yeah, a lot, thanks. Jerry. Um, yeah. And until next time, I'm Jared Kingery, and I'm Cody Viafania.